Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the Personal Resilience Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi guys and welcome back. I am your host Tia Hama and today I am joined by Aditi Kuti, fellow colleague and host of the Self-Improvement Atlas and Reloscope. In today's episode we are talking about self-esteem and more specifically self-love culture and how it affects our personal resilience. So let's get started. Hi Aditi, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. Is this your first time on my show? Oh yes. my god. It's my this first so time exciting. on the receiving end of any of our podcasts as well. So I I'm can't just believe really you haven't been a guest like... on anyone's show. That's amazing. Um I've had Gabs and Dina on for the listeners. Please go listen to those. They are the most fun shows. Um genuinely always have a good time with the other hosts. If anyone's confused by that, it's because we have 10 different shows under our umbrella of LMSL. Um, so please go check out Aditi's shows. We will leave the links in those um, in the description below. But you're allowed to formally introduce yourself. For those who don't know you, um, who are you and what do you do? Uh, yeah, so I am Aditi. Um, I am the host of Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast, and also Reloscope, the Relationship mm. Science Insights Podcast. So between the two of them, I talk about a huge range of <laughs> really different topics, range, yeah. um, which is really exciting and it's really fun. Um, a lot of the people I talk to are the kinds of people that I probably wouldn't have conversations with yeah. normally. Yeah, I feel. Um, so it's pretty It's pretty fun. Nice. It's pretty fun to learn cool. from every time. So how long have you been doing this for? A year, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, we started at the same time. That was yeah. a stupid question. <laughs> Just trying to make you feel like a bit more of a guest. <laughs> but yeah, we've been doing this for a year now. It's been really cool. And yeah, you're right. We talk to people who we definitely would not talk to generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like your guests are way more spread out than mine. Like I feel like mine can have a little bit of overlap, like personal productivity, resilience. I talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like just like eight high personalities <laughs> yeah and it's also like within like relationship science there's a lot of overlap between a lot of the topics i talk about yeah. for good reason yeah um but personal science is all over the place like it's yeah. something totally new every oh, single wow. time and i have no idea like i mean yeah. i know what i'm getting into because i prepared <laughs> yeah but don't worry guys we actually know <laughs> what we're talking about most of the time <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, I guess the list of topics is just so broad. Yeah. Like there's no guarantee that I have any kind of assumed knowledge beforehand. Totally. Going into it. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. Well, thank you for introducing yourself. So we're going to do some get to know the guest questions. Um, so I'm going to ask Aditi five questions. I'd also like to point out that she pronounces her name so much nicer than I do. So <laughs> just it's all like good. Just say... just, as long as you do your best and then, you know, actually. <laughs> pronounce the name well yeah at least i'm 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 doing at least i'm saying it correctly that's that's a step in the right direction um all right first question what is a recent book you've read um so right now i'm reading a book called the once and future sex 
mm. by Eleanor Yanega, okay. who is a medieval historian, and it's all oh, about cool. um, the roles of women and gender in medieval society Whoa. and how that's changed. That's so cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I'm a big fan of the historian. Uh, yeah. She's really, really cool. Uh, she's got this amazing blog that kind of relates modern issues to like what mm. was happening in medieval times. That's so awesome. Um, so, oh yeah. Goodness. Wow, yeah. cool. Um, what is a movie you would recommend? Um, honestly, everything, everywhere, all at once. I know that's like, mm. I know that's like the movie that everyone's talking about. You know, I haven't actually seen it. Oh, Tia. <laughs> I am disappointing like all my I film professors right you, now. <laughs> I prom- it's not even, so like, even though it's being critically acclaimed, I promise you it's the kind of movie that literally anyone can enjoy. Okay. Regardless right. of like I trust. how much My mom loves it. So I'm like, yeah. it's gotta, it's gotta be good, right? It's really good. <laughs> Okay. It's really good. Mm, all right. I'll I will definitely watch it. Like I will get there. I will get there. I'm so bad at jumping we'll on the train with together. things. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. Who is your famous role model, or do you have a famous role model? I tend to find that most people I talk to are like, no, they don't have a famous role model. Yeah, that's a really tough one. Um, because. Well, when I was a child, um, I wanted to be an animator. So my role model was Walt Disney. I'm definitely not a Walt Disney fan anymore. Um, At least not at the person, (laughs) for sure. Mm. Definitely not at the corporation either. Um, And I'm I'm trying to think, like, who I might look up to, I guess, professionally at the moment. Mm. Maybe, like... Um, Virginia Trioli a little bit. Okay. I yeah. don't know who that is. Um, she's the host of ABC um, Morning oh, Radio. Right. Um, cool. I really should know that. <laughs> it's this all good. Um, I met a, her once. Uh, well. She's really cool. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. that's, yeah, that's a good, that's a nice role model yeah. right there. Um, okay. Favorite podcast besides ours. <laughs> uh, favorite podcast. Um, I don't, I can't really pick one. Yeah. One I often look forward to is called Noble oh, Blood. If you couldn't okay. tell from my book answer, I am a history nerd. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, so this one is about, I guess, sort of not quite creepy stories, but mm. just death-related stories nice. about, like, nobles and royalty yep. from okay. the past. cool, cool. Um, I'm not really into, like, the murder or the gore so much. Yeah. But, like, what I really like about this podcast is that it looks at a lot of the systemic issues that also surrounded these deaths and and why they happened and, like, the legacy of some of these people, like Marie Antoinette, for example. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I love that you're so into history. That's so (laughs) awesome. Like, it's definitely in another life. It's definitely something I want to study. I I would have loved to continue with it, but (sighs) just academia is not for me. Yeah, it's a yeah. hard. It's yeah. yeah. We're, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> okay, so fifth question: um, a course you have completed? I'm com- working on a course right now. Right. I'm doing you my bachelor's something. in screen production. Yeah, uh, with a co-major in journalism. Ooh, so I hope that counts. That's so cool. What, what are it. you like? Well, it's okay. You're completing. It. Have you completed any other courses before this one? Probably, but <laughs> maybe I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. So, what you said, screen production, mm-hmm. is that different from like a general sort of like film degree? Like, I think how it's does that just differ? Kind of film offers you like in in our university offers you like an honors year with a thesis film at the end of it. Yeah, and my degree doesn't. Nice. Um, so you didn't want to do the film. <laughs> I didn't get into the film. Right. Okay. <laughs> But it's okay because um, I actually prefer this 
because the kind of co-majors it allows. So, for example, the fact that I'm able to take journalism is something I wouldn't yeah. be able to do with my film degree. Oh, yeah. And okay. I like the kind of that breadth works. in it as well. Yep. Um, I'm interested in like documentaries and that kind of thing. Oh, yes. So uh, it's a good, it's a good Oh, that's so cool. I love studying film. It's a, yeah, both me and Aditi study film, by the way. She's way like more in it than I am. I am really just here for the theory thing. Like I can't film anything for my life. I would love to though. It's okay, cool. to be fair cameras and me not friends yeah um especially video cameras <laughs> yeah still cameras are fine but like video cameras cannot do it um i'm more of the pre-production and then the post-production yeah stuff. yeah i feel so, like i'm a pre-production like, I'm gal yeah <laughs> and i'm with you there all right so let's dive into it as i already mentioned today we are talking about self-esteem and how it affects our personal resilience so for our listeners aditi how would you define personal resilience that's a tough one. I feel like personal resilience is like the mental capacity to handle issues that yep. come your way. Ooh, That's what I okay. feel personal resilience is. And it's very much based on my experience. Yeah. Um, okay. But like if you don't have kind of the level of mental health or kind of emotional capacity mm. and just brain room yeah to like deal <laughs> yeah, yeah. with things that come your way yeah. it's probably not gonna happen yeah definitely yeah I'm with you there so going into our topic we're talking about self-esteem and then we're gonna delve pretty far into self-love culture you know a, a little bit further in but we're gonna talk more about self-esteem and what it actually means so how would you personally define self-esteem what does it mean to you yeah I mean like I should have added before my, like, for my answer for my early question, I'm not an expert. Oh, um, yeah. Neither so. of us have, are experts. We've done research, um, but we're talking entirely based off, like, what we've personal learned experience. in our podcasts and our personal experiences. Yeah. Um, self-esteem is something I feel like is just an inherent um, kind of belief in yourself. Mm, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's the kind of thing that you're necessarily conscious of when it's there yeah when you have it okay when it's low then you realize it's yeah not there or you're aware of it do you think we're born with like like reasonably good self-esteem and then it, and then like society yeah. like degrades it? i mean that's what i think i don't know what the yeah. science says but yeah. that is what it no, means that's that's what my experience has yeah. taught me anyway i don't know kids seem like pretty a-okay with themselves <laughs> kids yeah kids seem like they've got it together honestly they've got so much more confidence than I could ever imagine like it's well, so good thinking about the things I used to do as a child oh like gosh, I remember yeah. like because I used to live in the U.S. and like I caught the wrong bus home once and I just dealt with it on my own meanwhile my <laughs> mum was freaking out I yeah. was like it's fine I'm home Whatever. like I made it yeah um like I found this like stranger's house and I was just like playing oh, there my for a while Lord. Um, and I was like, I live close by, but like, I don't know how close cause yeah. like the houses look familiar. Yeah. Um, so I'll just stay here and hopefully my mum will wander past and find me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good thinking. And she kind of did. I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. We, we did do things that we were so okay with that we wouldn't like really be okay with yeah. like now, like when I catch the wrong bus now, I lose my mind and I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, why? What is happening? Like I get stressed. Like it, it's the worst thing that happens to me exactly. in the day. When you're a kid and you get lost or whatever and you're just like, whatever. Well, just like losing that like five minutes, realizing your bus has gone in the wrong direction is like the yeah. worst thing. Oh yeah. Especially when you're trying to get somewhere like specifically, like when I was trying to get to the studio the other day 
and I caught the wrong bus and I realized just as we were leaving but we're sitting at the traffic lights and I was like I could get off right now but I legally he's not allowed to yeah yeah. (laughs) it's okay like thankfully I knew where the bus was going so I was like okay I can make it but even then it was just like a stress and you just don't think about that when you're a kid like you just you don't so yeah self-esteem um It is hard to define, but according to University of Queensland, self-esteem refers to whether you appreciate and value yourself. Your self-esteem develops and changes as a result of your life experiences and interactions with other people. Self-confidence, on the other hand, which is different, which I did not know was like different. Like it makes sense because you've got like self-esteem, self-confidence and self-worth and they are three different things, but they all interconnect and they're very interrelated. But self-confidence is actually your belief in yourself and your abilities. And this changes depending on the situation. And it's normal to feel quite confident in some circumstances and less confident in others. Whereas your self-esteem is from what I've gathered is like supposed to be like a, like a conscious, like stream. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to sort of go like up and down, like according to certain like environments. Do you think that you can be confident with low self-esteem? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's not something that I would have thought before was separate, but now Mm. that you've mentioned it, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, especially again, don't know if it's accurate, but if self-esteem really is something that's kind of inherent to you and is like built kind of over time or at least changes with your experiences kind of beyond your control. Yeah. But like self-confidence kind of is something within your control Mm. to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that they're totally different. Yeah, definitely. When you say it like that, like self-esteem, they're both like in your control, but I feel like confidence is like what you said before, like fake it till you make it. Like you can, you can project confidence. Yeah. And I feel like you can project self-esteem, but it's much more an internal thing. Mm -hmm. Like having your, like being able to value and appreciate yourself, at least like from the research that I did, it's a lot about like valuing and appreciating yourself. Mm -hmm. And it ties a lot into your self-worth. Um, self-worth is a lot more like I'm a human being that deserves to be like alive in here. Whereas like self-esteem is like, I value and like myself and I love myself and I am worthy of respect and like being able to, yeah, like have boundaries and like myself. Mm. Um, So they are different things. And yeah, you can, you can have low self-esteem and high confidence. I feel like we come across those kinds of people a lot. Yeah. Like probably more than we know, like people come off as confident when they really don't like themselves. It's like confidence. I feel like is something that, I mean, I can't speak for everyone here. Mm. I don't know if this is everyone's experience, but in certain situations, and again, if I've got the mental capacity for it, I can tell myself to like just be a little bit more confident before a very specific situation for a short period of time. Oh, yeah, totally. And then like... (laughs) Very short snippets of confidence. Yeah, very, very short snippets of confidence. (laughs) Yeah. But it's kind of like situational, like like, um, that definition said. Um, Totally. But like if you kind of... The positive self-talk associated with building your self-esteem compared to your confidence is a lot harder to yeah. believe when you say it to yourself. Definitely, yeah. You can totally fake that confidence, whereas mm. self-esteem is a lot more. And I, it's like it's hard because I feel like for the a lot of like the first half of your life, going back to like being a kid and especially being a teenager, 
like having that self-esteem is so reliant on like other people's perception of you. And that goes into my next question, which is like, how come our self-esteem can be so easily damaged by others? And like, is there that capacity to build resilience against negative comments about you so that your self-esteem isn't as easily damaged? Mm. Yeah, it's, difficult right because mm. I haven't really figured that out myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. I don't With know how to answers. answer the question mm. um but I think it's kind of like you know you go to kind of you go to therapy yeah um and they kind of give you strategies to kind of change the way you talk about yourself mm. and I think that that the more you say it, I think the more it's supposed to create an inherent belief in you. Yeah. That's the technique. Kind of build that resilient sort of bubble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the technique. I, I, I honestly can't say for sure if it works because it's been, it's so difficult to stick to and for good yeah, reasons. Definitely. So like I've never been able to like do it properly. No, definitely. And I think like especially – if you're in like a high pressure work environment or you're sort of like you've got this high achiever, not complex, but like you're expected to get results. I think like your self-esteem can be so easily connected to like your output and like what you do. And I think a lot of the time that's why it can be so easily damaged is because like it's tied to so many different things. And I think like if, you know, like your your grades or your personality, that kind of thing it can be so easily dragged down and that's why it's it's hard but it's necessary to make it such a, like an inherent thing that can't be easily messed with. And I also feel like, you know, when you're older and your self-esteem has worn down, mm. you start to feel bad about a lot of things yourself and then mm. you're hearing it from other people on top of that. Yeah. It's kind of just twofold or like yeah. threefold depending on how many places <laughs> you're hearing it from. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it, it's it's a lot easier to, to wear, wear off, mm. I think, than it is to build back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting how, like, we can so easily take negative feedback and we can so easily believe negative things about ourselves but believing positive things about ourselves. Mm. And I've when I did some research that is like a symptom of having low self-esteem is not being able to take positive feedback because you don't think that you're worthy of having positive feedback. Like it's kind of like you believe that you're doing the bare minimum the whole time. Even when you are working really hard, you assume that what you're doing still isn't good enough because you don't believe that you're good enough. And so when yeah. people are like, that was really good, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Or like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, really? It's crazy. <laughs> It's really weird and I think like especially because of like how easy it is to take on negative comments, it's so much harder to build it like mm. back up, to have that like bounce back in that bubble. Um, but steering in a different direction, there are people who have overly high self-esteem. <laughs> we know these people. We work with these people. We're in media. These people exist. <laughs> these people are very much around. Um what do you think happens when someone has, like, overly high self-esteem? I think that's a difficult one because it's, like, the people we see in media, is it self-esteem or is it confidence? And how do we tell the difference? True. Yeah, you can't really tell the mm. difference when 
I don't know. Like, I'm sure you can. Like, I'm sure there is like a technical like ability to kind of tell the difference, but we're not experts. So no, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it is hard to tell if someone just has an overly high self-esteem or if someone is just like overly confident mm. because they can come off as the same thing. Mm. I think like, there are people who just have really high sure, self-esteem. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, like narcissism. I'm using that yeah. colloquially and not scientifically. Yeah. Um, is that confidence or esteem? Mm, like, yeah. which one is it? Because, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know enough to, like, unpack that. Mm. And as to why people have really high self-esteem, it's probably, I think that comes from a place of privilege for a lot of people. Definitely. Like, they grew up in life situations where, they didn't get rubbed down by society as much. Mm. Or if they did, there were easy solutions to it. Yeah. Um, people with a lot of money, mm. um, with, I guess, who are part of, who have privileged kind of positions and society just from the way they were born yeah. or the position they were born yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. And I think it comes to like, even when they make mistakes, they're not called out for it. Yeah, they're not called out. And they're like, it's in an environment where that mistake can easily be like brushed over or supported or no one's going to tell them that it's a mistake. So they just have this superiority complex. Like I can screw up whatever Yeah, and no one's going to care because yeah. I am too important. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially. So yeah. I think I think a lot of it would come from that. But again, is that self-esteem or is that confidence? Self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of these people... I know, like, it's a bit of, like, a stereotype when you kind of, like, break these people down. You see it in, like, movies and stuff where, like, you know, like, you see, like, the the cocky jock who's, like, really confident and, like, blah, 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 and he just, like, comes off as, like, you know, a bit of a jack, um, a bit of a twat. I don't know. I was trying to say something there and then realised I probably shouldn't use that word. <laughs> so, okay, I just jack. A bit of a jack. There we go. Um... And then, like, you know, the movie always goes into depth and, like, what he went through and, you know, like, his parents are actually this and, you know, like, his parents... Like, it's the whole, like, um you know, like, Nate from Gossip Girl where it's, like, the pressure, like, you have to go to this university and he's, like, no, I don't. Like, I want to go to, like... <laughs> it's, like, that like kind Troy of... Like, Bolton? Feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's... School. Yeah, like, it's that, like, breakdown of, like, pressures mm. and, like, having that like insane amount of pressure on you to like do really well and so therefore you just like pass everything off as like oh I did that really well because that's what's expected of me yeah I don't know we could delve into that in like a whole like another stream but speaking of um rich people in Troy Bolton let's talk about self-love culture <laughs> um the I feel like that's Sharpay Evans yeah. for sure. Oh, but. 100%. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And we grew up with that stuff. Like, it just makes such a difference. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about self-love culture. The hashtag self-love is, like, one of the most viewed tags on TikTok. Um, using TikTok as a point of reference here because that seems to be where everything is taking off at the moment. Like, who cares about Instagram? TikTok is apparently the place to be. Um, but apparently it's had, like, like, like three like trillion or like billion whatever like views like it's like one of the most like views tags on TikTok can you explain just from your like personal experience what you think self-love is and why you think it's become so popular recently yeah I can't speak to what it's like on TikTok 
Um, cause Are you not on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Right. Um, just not on the self-love part. Oh, yeah, no, me neither. I don't actually have TikTok, so I'm, like, speaking off my own whim here. I, I, I think my experience with self-love has mostly been, like, Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. That might show my age. I feel like because we grew up kind of yeah. a little bit more with that when Instagram was, like... A thing. Uh, yeah, when it was, yeah. like, really fresh and, oh, so cringe. But, like, so much more wholesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like self-love, at least on social media and the way it's manifested on social mm. media is about building self-confidence. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a lot of like telling yourself um, and maybe for some people, like it is kind of a long-term goal towards building their self-esteem back up again. And yeah. that's uh, totally valid. But I feel like, like I'm thinking about the That Girl um, kind of trend oh, that yeah. was going around. Yeah. That was very much people kind of and again I think it works for some people because I know Lou who is also one of our hosts yes we love Lou she's big on like waking up early and doing that whole oh yeah she's so that girl (laughs) and I think she's naturally like that and I think it works for her but for I think for a lot of people and this is kind of widely documented and there's Mm. been a lot of um kind of news articles written about this but it's pretty much people trying to be someone they're not until they are that person Mm. again it's that fake it till you make it thing yeah totally and it's like i don't know it's it's the kind of thing that again you need to be in a position of privilege for it to actually work properly (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and a lot of these people like can afford to waste hours in the morning Mm. Uh, not everyone, especially people who have a nine to five or oh my gosh, uh, like yeah. working two jobs on top mm. of like full time uni, they're not going to be able yeah, to. Yeah, like that. having like a slow morning is just like so not attainable for someone mm. who has to like wake up at 6 a.m. to go yeah. to a construction site. Like, exactly. hello. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> and like, or, you know, for example, even if they are waking up at 5 a.m. to get ready for their 9 a.m. job, yeah. which for some people might be viable. Oh, yeah. If you've got to commute. If yeah. you're a young person, like, are you going to be sleeping that early when your friends are all up late? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of like... To have the energy for that kind of routine. Yeah. 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 And it's like, what do you prioritize there? Mm. Like, are, are you is your life better off because you're not spending time with all your friends, but mm. you're working on yourself? Yeah. Um, that's a tangent. Um, <laughs> I think self-love, the way it manifests on social media, at least, is very much about building confidence. That's yeah. not to say that self-love as a concept um, is fake or kind of invalid i think it can be super super important definitely yeah Um, totally in especially you know as women Mm. we have a naturally low self-esteem yeah (laughs) a lot of reasons um but and i think social media movements can be great in kind of collectively reminding ourselves mm. that you know we can be kinder to ourselves and we can be nicer to ourselves yeah I don't know about you but I have a very very difficult time being nice to myself oh 100% I have like the biggest inner critic mm. like I got like I got like a grade back this morning from a summer unit that I just did and it was really good like I got a good grade but my brain still just like was not satisfied like it was a hard unit and I did really well and I was proud of myself but my initial reaction was not like like it was like the happiness of having the good grade came like afterwards but for like a split second as soon as I saw it I was like ah yeah 
But yeah. like I was still, but then afterwards I was like, okay, that was good. Like, yeah. I, like I did well. And I texted my friend and she was like, I did well too. We were really happy for each other and like all this kind of stuff. But just for like three seconds, my brain just went, well, that was crap. Yeah. Like, why didn't you do better? Like, yeah. why didn't you get a hundred? Why didn't you get a HD? Um, and like, I have worked so hard to find, like step out of that. Like, okay, I can't like keep this up or like that's unattainable I have to be happy with like doing my best I think that comes from like a year of burnout and being really sick all the time and so it's like I physically cannot achieve that so I have to accept where I am yeah but like it literally took me being sick for like a whole year like physically unable to do certain things for me to be like okay it's okay if you can't do that I should not have to get to that point (laughs) well that's kind of my form of self love I guess this year or self-care maybe Mm. rather than self-love um is like balance and just balancing work and like personal life and making sure that I'm healthy because I was also falling sick a lot last year because of burnout Mm. and for me I just felt like um just last week I took a mental health day and I needed it like Mm. I desperately needed that day to myself but I still feel so bad because mm. I'm like, oh, there's so much work I didn't get done. Yeah. And I feel like that's just coming from a lack of self-love. Yeah, right. definitely. Like I did the self-care thing, but I'm still not feeling good about it. Yeah. And I think like, especially, I think this comes a lot more with probably being females in the older generation. Mm. Um, I feel like our generation are slowly kind of getting a handle on it in terms of being like, it's okay for like a girl to like slow down and not be doing like 100% all the time. Um, But even when I talk to my mom, like she has days off, right? She gets like Monday, Tuesday off. And when she's not doing anything, she feels so guilty because I will call her on a Monday or a Tuesday and she'll be like, oh, I haven't done anything all day. It's so bad. I feel so guilty. And I'm like, mom, it's your day off. Like, yeah, relax. Like, chill, sis. She's like, oh, I know. But like, you know, I've just sat here and just like, but she has TikTok, which cracks me up. I'm like, she's so, <laughs> like, she's so modern and I love it. She's like so on it. She's like, have you seen this hashtag? I'm like, yes, mom, I've seen it. And she texts them to me because I don't have TikTok. It's like, it's such a reverse situation going on here. But anyway, but it's like, she gets this guilt for not, even though she's taking a moment to like look after herself, like maybe, you know, like make a smoothie and like watch a movie that she wanted to watch or like catch up on a TV show. My mum loves like the guilty pleasure of like watching like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or something. Like she loves, but then she feels so guilty because she's like, oh, I should be doing something. Like I should be making food for my husband or I should be cleaning up for my children or I should be like doing this. And I'm like, ma, I'm like, relax. Like it's okay. I'm just like, she needs to delve into the self-love hashtag. (laughs) But it's that pressure that just like comes with this like you get that guilt yeah and then it's like even when you don't feel guilty when even when you are doing stuff you like don't think you're doing it well enough and it's just like this constant cycle and breaking out of it is just like genuinely so difficult and it really takes like that's where you hear about those people who have those like big life experiences like I had a heart attack because I was working too hard or you know like I got the foot chopped off or like something like that like they have to have like a big life experience to for them their brains to actually be like oh this is not doable yeah that's so true Mm. it's crazy um 
So in an article by The Face, Harriet Fu, um, an eating disorder therapist and member of the British Association of Counselling and Psychotherapy, <laughs> um, she said in this article that pushing self-loving thoughts in and over like toxic ones um, can be just as harmful as the toxic thoughts themselves and can actually be reductive like of your experience you're invalidating your own feelings with this whole like self-love culture do you think we are pushing ourselves towards unrealistic standards and just reinforcing this unattainable positivity and happiness that seems only attainable by a very privileged few yeah I I I agree um as someone who has an all or nothing personality Mm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) um I am guilty of like when I am kind of trying to be better to myself doing everything I can to be Mm. better at myself and going way too hard and it's been years and years of that where I've gotten to a point now where I know like that's not working and I have to do things in moderation and I also like have a life to get on with sometimes self-love is a dangerous form of escapism Mm. oh my gosh yeah. yeah like sometimes you are doing it so much to the point where you're becoming delusional and you're losing touch with reality. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, we've all been there. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think that, again, confined with social media and, like, people who have, I guess, something to gain from pushing self-love culture Mm. um, and nothing to gain from talking about their difficulties so they don't. Yeah, true. It it, it really adds to that. And, like, when you are not feeling that endless positivity that perhaps – they are and I'm not saying that everyone is influenced by like social media influences Mm. like for me it's not specific influences per se but just the general culture as a whole yeah that makes sense but when you're seeing like this constant positivity and wondering why you're not feeling the same way it can really affect you yeah um and yeah again it's like that's not to say it's bad in and of itself but yes an overdose of it can definitely yeah. detach you. and i think we can get so easily overdosed by it and i feel like this is the key problem <laughs> in my non like expertise i got no idea um but like i feel like one of the key challenges that comes with being part of like this generation that is just like on social media like everything revolves around it is that Because of the algorithms, right, because everything is tailored to stuff that you've already watched. Like if you're seeking something out or if you liked something or commented on something, then the algorithm is like, oh, she likes this stuff. We're going to feed her all of it. You see it with Pinterest. Like I feel like that's the worst one. You will look up one photo or something (laughs) for the rest of the month. You will just see pictures of this specific thing. It's like I looked for it once so I could use it on like a, a mood board or whatever. Yeah. And like I'm never going to look at that mood board again. Yeah. Literally. Oh, yeah. I was looking for pictures of Harry Connick Jr. the other day for like an article. And now my feed, like I'm not complaining, but like now my feed is just like Harry Connick Jr. And I'm like, dude, like what is going on? But I feel like, you know, getting back on track here, I feel like that is part of the problem. Because you mentioned before, like that overdose you like you get fed that overdose so quickly because you can scroll through TikTok and you can have six TikToks in a row that are all about self-love and it just gets so overwhelming. Yeah, and I think it's also like a coping mechanism for a lot of people as mm, well, yeah. like an unhealthy coping mechanism for a lot of people where they're doing this so much hoping that it's going to make them feel better and it's like the antidote to like yeah. so many of their issues. Mm. 
And like for me, bullet journaling is that thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> like it's my coping mechanism and that like I know I things wish. are going bad yeah. for me when I start one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. If I write in my diary, that's when I know like I'm I'm not doing it well. See, so I'm trying to write my journal even on days I feel good to like that's good. cancel that I out. I like that, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's definitely like a coping mechanism thing. Um, and I think we've seen just like because of that overdose and it's just like it becomes like this voice in your head that you just like did not need there. Like sometimes like sometimes it is good because you have that thing to balance out your inner critic. Like everyone, I think, you know, I'm going to say it. I think everyone has an inner critic. Um, and sometimes it is good to have that other little person, you know, like the other, like the angel on the shoulder who's like, you know what, it's okay. Like you're doing well. You do you, boo. Like, this is good. Good stuff. Like, don't get put down. Like, it's great. But it's, but like when. Sometimes the angel can get too powerful. Well, yeah. Because it's just like, even when like tiny little things happen or like sometimes you just need to be sad and yeah. you just have to like validate your own feelings. And that's when that angel can be like, no, you don't, don't do that. Put on a face mask, yeah. like write in your diary and get your shit together. And you're like, well, I just want to. It's like I just want to validate my own feelings for a second and, and just like tell myself I'm not stupid. Sometimes you should be critical of yourself. Like oh, sometimes yeah. you sh- you have done the wrong thing. Yeah, and and you should learn from your mistakes. Avoid having that overly high self esteem. Yeah, <laughs> you need that balance. Yeah. But it's like one can begin to feed into the other because then you have that overly high self esteem. You've got that like toxic happiness and like avoidance mm-hmm. personality where you're just like, everyone should be happy all the time. I don't want to talk to anyone who doesn't feel the way I do. And that's really hard because, and that's really toxic because then you start to just kind of like ice out people who just like aren't happy all the time. Not everyone is going to be having a good day. Like you can't just like pick and choose who you're going to talk to because they're having a good day and so are you. Like some people are having a bad day. Yeah. And that's that's like like not how friendships work. Yeah. Exactly. It's really, it is really bad. And I think because it is pushed on us a lot by very privileged people, I think that can be a very hard thing because like you said before, you're looking at people who have a very like overly high self-esteem and they've come from places of privilege and they're like expecting you to keep up with it. And it's like, well, no, that's not attainable for the average person. And for a lot of the population, like that's just something that is just not like they deserve to be happy. Everyone deserves to be happy. Right. And everyone deserves to be able to be positive. But like, don't force people to be positive. You know, I don't like that. (laughs) It's hard. Okay, so um, my next question in saying that, what do you think are the pros and cons of self-love culture? I think the pros are that it's an important tool to help you build back at the very least some of your confidence that might kind of put you on the road towards building back your self-esteem. And I think it's really good at cancelling out some of that kind of negative thoughts that we often have and critical thoughts that we often have about ourselves um, that are unfairly critical Mm. um, because we all have them. And I think... I think it's a huge pro um, being kind to ourselves. Very, very hard. So anything that kind of encourages us to do that, I think, I think is a good thing. Mm. 
But yeah, the cons are definitely when it kind of becomes a coping mechanism or a dangerous um, escape, Mm. I guess, from reality. You're kind of like losing touch with how the real world works yeah. <laughs> and how you actually interact with other people and how your yeah. actions are affecting other people. Yeah. I think that's when self-love becomes a little too, um, a little too toxic. Yeah, totally. I can picture that song. And I only realized the other day that I was like, this is like, not like the lyrics in this aren't like healthy. What song is this? <laughs> it was, you know, in Legally Blonde, Perfect Day. Oh, yeah. I am not going to sing it because um, copyright, I, but like <laughs> I can't. And it's like she talks and like they play it illegally blonde. And I've always listened to it as like this like inspo song, like, yeah, wow, amazing. And it makes you feel so good. And then when I listened to the lyrics, I was like, it's about this girl who just like doesn't care about anybody else. And just like she's like so like overtly positive. She's like, it's a perfect day. Mm-hmm. I left my dishes for someone else. I woke up at 12. I'm doing whatever I want with my friends. Today is like the perfect. And I'm, it's, it's just like. Just no. <laughs> well, I was also thinking if um, we were talking about Rina Sawayama before yeah. um, the recording started in like excess. Um, that's another yeah. self love, like toxic self love song. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah you start to you start like to intentionally kind of like, so, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, like they both are definitely like intentionally so, but it's so funny because I listened to them for so long, being like yeah, and then I was like oh, <laughs> I was like this is not healthy. Um, anyway, okay, so let's delve into practice habit debrief now. So this is where um, Aditi gets to tell us a practice that she does to positively manage her (laughs) self-esteem. This is pressure. She's she's having to think about something that she does. So what is a practice that you do to positively manage your self-esteem? So based on the discussions we've had so far, I think it's safe to say that I don't have very good (laughs) self-esteem. So (laughs) take my practices. Yeah. With a grain of salt. But you're working on it. And that is the most important bit. I'm working on it. We're all always working on it. Nobody's got perfect self-esteem. Something I'm trying. It's kind of, I don't know if it's conscious anymore or not. Mm, Um, It definitely was conscious at one point. Now I feel like it's kind of half and half. And Mm. then sometimes it happens naturally. Sometimes it is um, definitely something I need to force myself to say. But telling myself that I did my best. Yeah, um, I yeah, like that. After a particularly long day. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I, like I said, I said earlier, I journal as well. I've mm. started doing that this year and I've started doing it on days where I'm both feeling good and not feeling so good. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I do it daily. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially like when I have really busy periods. Oh, uh, yeah, Things totally. kind of just get out of hand. Yeah. But I've been trying to do it whenever I really feel like wind down time and mm. if I'm like got my devices closed and everything yeah. that's when like I sit down and I write and I like that do you have like little like points like the the prompts that's what they're called I don't use prompts I just okay. sit down and write oh nice whatever yeah. comes to my head and sometimes that's recounting my day sometimes that's just like straight up nonsense yep. straight from my brain <laughs> um yeah but usually it is recounting my day when it's been a particularly hard one mm. and I've just had a lot and that I'm not feeling very good about. Yeah. And what I often do is I will write out like all of those feelings. Mm. And then at the end, again, sometimes conscious, sometimes not conscious. I'll just be like, but I did my best. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I think that's just something that I've been trying to do more and I think I've been getting better at it. Yeah. I don't know if it's building my self-esteem, but it's definitely just reminding myself that, like, 
I feel tired right now for a reason. Yeah. Like, it's not just because, like, I'm not just tired for nothing. Like, yeah. you don't get tired from doing nothing. And yeah. especially, you know, with my kind of mental health journey and where it's at right now, mm. I'm trying to secure a diagnosis for ADHD. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, That's tough, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, my best friend just got diagnosed and it's taken, like, three years. It's it's in it's in the works right yeah. now like getting a psychiatrist is kind of ridiculous mm. but i do have a psychologist who's like i'm pretty sure that's what you yeah, have yeah um but yeah like reminding myself like oh like i have a brain that doesn't function normally yeah so like a lot of these things that i've been like really mean to myself about are mm. things that are actually kind of beyond my control and i need like medication to help with yeah yeah 100 and so, like yeah. recognizing that and just like knowing it's like you know what i did my best with the brain that i have yeah and the way that i can do things that was my best. Even though it's like maybe someone else's their best is going to be different. It's like because it's like you did your best. Like it's niche to you. And that means everything. So what would you say are some challenges that you face um, when it comes to either the journaling or just like the like the positive like reinforcement? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't always believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Because like I'll be like I did my best. And then I'll keep going, but could have been better. <laughs> I yeah. could have, I could have like also changed this, this, and this, and like yeah. why didn't I do that? Um, so yeah, I don't always believe it. And one thing I try to make sure is that I'm like honest mm. about like when I don't believe it as well. Yeah. Um, but like, because it's there's no point lying to yourself. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel like. If I'm also just so good at like gaslighting myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Into oh my thinking gosh. I felt like if I'm feeling really bad on one or two days, then I'll be like, I felt this way for the entire month. It's like been awful. Yeah. Like I yeah. hate it. Um, Worst day of my so, life. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other reason I'm journaling just to like remember yeah. how I felt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like I keep gaslighting myself into thinking I felt another way. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So like, yeah, try to be just honest to myself about yeah. like whether I actually believe it or not. I, I think like is that. another thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the challenge is that I don't always believe it. Mm. Yeah. So. No, totally. And I think like acknowledging when you don't believe it is like such like, it's like that's very. Um, good progress in terms of like identifying like you know you tell yourself I did my best but then there's something in your brain that's like oh not really and then you're like okay why don't I believe this what is like stopping me um which is like a way more complicated thought because then you're like I don't know yeah and I'll be like I don't I've written another five pages yeah (laughs) yeah literally turns into the worst day ever yeah um that was something that my brother like said consistently when he was little like so funny up until he was like 13 be like this is the worst day ever and I was like oh my gosh I was like you don't even know I'm I'm running on 28 and I'm still saying that (laughs) that is amazing we love it we love it honestly yeah look and I think yeah that that challenge is knowing when you don't believe it and that is a struggle um but if you keep trying then that's as long as you're doing it you're doing your best I hope what they say about positive self-talk actually works yeah I'm still waiting yeah yeah I love like um my favorite quote it's not a quote it's just like a thing that I saw on Pinterest um and it says small progress is still progress And I have that like on my notion, I have it everywhere because it just reminds me it's like, okay, like maybe you didn't like do this or whatever. It's like, but you did something and like that's all that counts. It's like, I love that. Okay. Um, How often do you journal? 
I mean, ideally, I would be doing it daily. Yeah. That doesn't really happen in practice. Like, lately, I've definitely been slacking off, so it's been, like, twice a week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I ideally, I would be doing it daily. And definitely, like, it's worked best when I've done it daily. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Don't, pra- don't practice what I preach. Uh, <laughs> oh, practice what I preach, not what I do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's nice. <laughs> that's good. Um, do you set up a certain time to do it or do you just, like, do it on the fly? It's part of my nightly routine. Nice. Do you so, have, like, a strict night routine or? It's supposed to be strict. Yeah. Um, again, or do you, do you have a night routine that you I like to do? I r- night routine that I like to do. Yeah. I'm trying not to use devices for an hour before I sleep. Yeah. So I like that. So my journaling becomes a part of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I say I don't use devices. I'm still listening to music because I can't stand <laughs> the silence. But no, I can't do the silence. Yeah, I can't do the and silence I have to do, like, when I am sleeping and I know my brain's, like, a little bit noisy, I can't do the silence. And I play, like, the rain sounds. Because it's just like white noise. Like I just, there needs to be something. Because otherwise, I don't know if this is like a sign or something else. But like, yeah, no. I cannot do the silence. Yeah, like neither. dead silence. I just, oh, like when I went and stayed at the peninsula a bit back and I was there with some friends and my other friend, we were in the, we were sleeping um, in the same room and they were like, oh, like, I love the silence. Like, because you're in, like, we were in, like, middle of freaking nowhere. And I was just lying there like, this is hellish. Because you could, <laughs> I could hear everything they were doing. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, do you mind if I play some, like, rain sounds? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, that's fine. Like, they didn't mind. But they are like, oh, silence. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> it's weird because, like, so part of my night routine is a journal. And then I usually just read a book or, like, if I've got clothes lying around, I'll just put them away. Yeah, I do um, that too. Yeah, but, like, when I'm doing, like, reading a book, I've noticed that, like, the more I read, the less I can handle listening to music while I read. Mm. But when I'm journaling, like, no, I need to shut yeah. things certain, off. Certain like, things need to be shut this, out. This needs to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's part of it. I do it at night. I know yeah. some people journal, like, first thing in the morning, but for me, like, I, I, I guess that's just not what journaling is I have is no for. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, like, I have no thoughts in the morning. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I don't want to be awake. And, yeah. <laughs> like, regardless of how much totally. sleep I've had. So... <laughs> Yeah, like for me, it's like I need to do it at the end of the day when Mm. like things have happened and I can like process them. Yeah, totally. Is there something that you do? Like, do you combine this with something else, or do you have like any other recommendations in terms of like improving on this particular practice or go to therapy? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I said, you know, like my kind of going to a psychologist and learning that like I might potentially have what I guess is technically a neurodivergent brain. That's very yeah. weird to say, uh, but it is. Cool word. Um, yeah. Knowing that has made a huge difference in helping me kind of actually say, believe that I did my best statement a lot better. Yeah. So like I mentioned, like it's subconscious half the time, like half the time I just do it. Um, and that's, I, I, again, don't know if that's working or not. Don't know if mm. that's improving my self-esteem or not, but there are times when I actually do genuinely believe even after I've had a rough day that I've done my best. And a lot of that knowledge comes from like knowing that my brain operates in a certain way. Yeah. So like you might not necessarily have like a mental illness the way I do. Um, you might not need medication, but yeah. just understanding the way your brain works, I think, and the way you think and the way you handle certain situations, that self-awareness really, yeah. really helps. I think having self-awareness helps third party to help you yeah totally highly recommend therapy i think even if you don't 
think like, you know, like that you need the extra help or that you have something that you feel like needs to be explored more or analyzed by a professional, it's always just good just to have handy and to just process certain things. I think it's something that I did not like explore until I was like, oh my gosh, till I was in my 20s. Yeah. And then I was like, where really wish that someone had like hit me with this earlier. And I think like if you're if you're under 25 and you are like, I don't know if it applies to people who are not in not like feeling down or not. Mm. But if you are under 25 in Australia, you can access mental health services for free. Yeah, totally. And it's like it's there. Like, yeah, just do it because like we're so lucky to live in a country where we have access to those things. So like if you can benefit from them, like do it. It's yeah, it will change your existence and I think it just allows you to have a healthier mindset for when challenges do come along which is all about resilience and having that resilience um so yeah thank you so much for answering those questions that has brought us to the end of our podcast today so So thank you so much Aditi for being here it's been so much fun we've had such a good combo I know know. it's been great great. I really enjoyed talking about this (laughs) even though I feel so out of depth considering I have no self-esteem it's fine Look, I th- it's the process. It's all about the process. Everyone's self-esteem goes up and down for like a million years. I think like I can't even say that I have good self-esteem. I have good confidence. I can 100% say that. I, I am, can I am fake it till 100% I make it. confident. I can fake it <laughs> yeah. really well. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. But I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think being in the academic competitive field for too long yeah, is very bad self-esteem. Um but yeah, for anyone who is listening who feels like they don't have good self-esteem, um, please reach out to a health professional and make sure that you're getting the help that you deserve. And if you're in Australia and you're listening um, here, then there are heaps of places that you can go and speak to. If you're at university, they have them for free, which is great. Ask your workplace about them. Um, when I say them, I mean therapists. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, And for those who want to find out a bit more about you and what you do, where can they go? Uh, Well, the links to the podcast uh, will be in the description, I'm pretty sure. Um, But if you wanted to know more about what I do outside of work, Mm. I am on Instagram, um, Aditi Ditto, A-D-I-T-I-D-I-T-T-O. We will leave Um, the link in the description. We'll leave the link to my Instagram in the description. Uh, It will have nothing to do with any of the podcasts on there um but you will get to see a bit more about my unhinged brain just in case the have oh, you met okay. section wasn't enough <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah no we love that we love the unhinged amazing so good well thank you so much for being here again we'll leave the links to all of Aditi's stuff in the description um and don't forget to like and subscribe to all our shows and we'll see you next week bye guys You have been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pr.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.